0: soon in as Daryl brings you actionable strategies and tactics that can immediately increase your sales and success. So you ready? Hey, Daryl.
1: It's another week here on the Inside, Inside Sales Show. Folks, how are you doing? I love, I love hearing how you're doing. I love getting feedback. I love talking to you guys. So I have a question for you. Why, if you've never sent me a message and you listen to this show, why? Have I done something to offend you? Are you just shy? I want to hear from you. Now, so this let me give you examples of how I want to hear from you. I want you to tell me when a topic we've covered sucked. I want you to tell me when you took something that you learned here and you applied it And it worked or it didn't work. And if it didn't work, why? And if it did work, why? I want you to give me ideas for guests and topics. I want you to share that, Daryl, I was doing this today and I needed more knowledge here. Can you help me out? Can you go fetch an expert and bring them on here so I can get that knowledge? That's what I want from you. And in return, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. My promise to you is I'm going to keep on bringing you the world's best guess with the most practical, applicable, hands-on, meat and potatoes, this is how you get it done, feedback. So that's our agreement. Do we have an agreement? You, me, we're good? Good. All right. Talk about agreements. Let me ask you if this has ever happened. I was out and about, and we were tasked recently with, do we need to buy a new car? For me, this is like a big deal. My wife especially. She has some, let's just say, some idiosyncrasies that necessitate that the vehicle have certain capabilities, a certain level of comfort, certain level of fit to her posture, her, you know, her body, certain amenities. You know, she likes her air conditioning, as an example. She likes her satellite radio, so it better have satellite radio. Yadda yadda again. And I'm picking on her here because she's clearly not here to defend herself. But the idea—we're all the same, right? We all have clear ideas what it is we want. When we're out to buy something. The first thing I do is I go to my network, and I have a variety of people in my network that's applicable to this purchase. One might be my good friend who's a vice president at a very large, 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 large car dealership chain. I went to him and I said, I want to know what brands, what products, lines have the best incentives and financing and track records, yada, yada, yada. And then I have another friend who's in the car repair business. And I said, I want to know what cars you think I should be looking at for the cost of maintenance and replacement parts and lifespan five years, 10 years, but we tend to keep our cars. So I went to him and then my wife did the same thing. She went to her girlfriends and said, what do you like? Just what, and, and of course, no specifics beyond that. What have you driven? What do you like feedback? Oh, I love this vehicle I love that vehicle. And here, why don't you drive by vehicle? And tell me what you think. And this is literally how we buy. Whether we're buying a car or we're buying a piece of software, we're buying some professional services. This is how we buy. We're all the same. The only other thing we might do above and beyond the whole idea of getting referrals is we might look for some social proof. And the social proof might be, well, my buddy said manufacturer A, model B, that's the way to go. Fair enough. Let me go online and see what the reviews are. What are customers saying? Is it a lemon? Is it not a lemon? Whatever. My other buddy said, this model is going to retain its value. All right, let me go online and see, does it retain its value based on resale history or whatever it might be. That's what we do. I guess we don't know this yet. We're programmed to do this because we are all trying to eliminate risk. You are trying to eliminate risk. Well, guess what? Your buyer of what you're selling in your day job, they're trying to eliminate risk. And you have to accept that. Now, here's the secret sauce. You can actually use this propensity to eliminate risk to your strategic advantage. So your question is, well, how? Because I want an advantage. Great question. What you do is you proactively get people to refer you because everybody else is looking to buy your products, right? And the people who you've already sold your product or service to, they relate, they hang out with these people. These people are going to them, like in my car example, and say, who do you use? Do you like it? What was the sales process like? So imagine if they just said, yeah, we use this and we bought it from Daryl at Vanilla Soft. Let me hook you up. If you had that referral, you are already way far ahead than any other vendor or product or offering out there. The referral is the secret to just starting out of the gate way, way ahead. Are you building your referrals? I bet many of you aren't. And that's why I brought on Bryn Tillman. Bryn Tillman is the CEO and founder of Social Sales Link. SocialSalesLink.com. She is a LinkedIn sales trainer. She's a navigator trainer. And for her, she'll be the first one to tell you that the secret to any kind of social media success is to leverage it to get those referrals so that you can have sales success. Bryn, welcome to the show, my friend. How are you?
2: Yeah, I'm thrilled to be here.
1: We are thrilled to have you here. Before we go into the details, I do wanna give everybody a heads up. Bryn is gonna be on stage at the Outbound Conference in Atlanta. We're going to circle back on that at the end. Listen to her right now and then tell me that you wouldn't want to go to Atlanta to listen to her live. Bryn, talk to me about the power of client referrals. Are we using this enough? Golden opportunity that people are just forgetting about. I mean, talk to me just about the power of the referral.
2: The power of the referral is amazing because by the time you get to your targeted buyer, you have a high level of credibility because you have been introduced by someone in your network that they already trust. So that's the magic, but here's the challenge that most salespeople face. They know they need these referrals, so they go to their clients and they say, hey, Mr. Client, I am so glad we've been able to help you do X, Y, and Z. Who else do you know that we can help the same way? And those clients will think and maybe shrug and ultimately say, you know what, I can't think of anyone right now, but let me get back to you. Or if someone should ask, I'd be happy to introduce you. But that doesn't help us now and sure we do build a network where people are we're getting inbound referrals occasionally but we're talking about outbound how are we proactively getting these referrals and so that's where we bring in linkedin or sales linkedin sales navigator either one to help us filter and search and identify who our clients know that we want to meet, and instead of saying, Mr. Client, who do you know, we're changing that conversation a little bit and saying, hey, Mr. Client, I noticed you're connected to 12 people on LinkedIn that I'm go- I'd love to get in front of. I'm wondering, can I run these names by you and get some insights before I reach out? Then we have this conversation with them and they say, yeah, that guy's great. Mm, I think she retired. She's fantastic. And now your 12 goes down to maybe eight. And of those eight, we are going to leverage, and we'll talk through this, I guess, throughout today's podcast, but we're going to leverage that relationship to get in front of that targeted buyer with a high level of credibility.
1: I'm guilty of this. We're saying, yeah, do you know anybody else who you know, could use our services? And your response is so bang on. Maybe this person, but other than that, I'm blanking up. But let me get back to you. And they mean well, but they're ready to get back to you. And then you move on with your day and you forget it altogether. And they've gone on with their day and, and, and nothing ever happens out of that. And then you're saying to yourself, well, I tried. You know, Referral sign doesn't really work for me. I, I, I never get much. But you just flipped it around. You said, I see you're connected with these people. So, so why don't we start there? In your example you talked about there's, you know, maybe 12. How do I create that map of possible targets that they may be able to refer me into?
2: Great question. So the first thing you really want to do is take a look at all of the titles of the people that you work with. If you've got a CRM, I'd start there. Identify maybe your top 8 or 10 clients that you want more of, people that you're going to go after and you want to identify a few key areas. Number one, what are the titles of all the people that you engaged with? Not just the buyer, but anyone that was part of the sales process prior to the close. You want to make sure we're engaging. Record all of those titles. Another thing you want to look at, is there a particular industry that you serve well? Because we want to narrow this down. And so if we can bring it down to an an industry where maybe you've got lots of case studies around i mean that will make the whole process of sales even easier maybe geographic location you may succeed in a particular part of the country and so maybe we'll focus there and look through linkedin and all of its filters whether you're using the free look the filters that are available in the free linkedin or sales navigator which has incredible filters that can really help you narrow down to exactly your ideal buyers and build out that search i save that search and use that often when i'm searching individual connections uh, or company connections and so forth so once you've got that nailed the rest is really simple
1: i guess the first thing that jumps to my mind i'm thinking about me i have a lot of connections if i were to say maybe Bryn, you're my customer and i would say Bryn, is there somebody but instead i do what you say i go and i kind of map it out to how many connections to Bryn and I have and yada, yada. What if there's just like too many? Bryn, there's 50 people we have in common. You should do an email blast on my behalf. Like how do I get more specific than that?
2: It's really important that we don't put the client out. But remember, we're not handing them this list of 12 or 50 and saying, hey, can you introduce all of them to me? What we're really saying is, can I review these names with you? Now, 50 is a lot. So I would say invest a little bit of due diligence and open each one of them and really dwindle it down to a select number. I typically don't go more than 20. Now, I know that even seems like a lot, but remember, we're going to quickly review them with them first. So 20 may become 16, maybe 12 from 20 based on who they know and who they know well enough that their name has credibility when they reach out because that's really what I care about.
1: Guess what I'm curious on, you're talking about, you know, maybe that 20, we review it with them and that comes down to a smaller list, yada, yada. But I'm not convinced that everybody will want to receive that request or will receive that request. Well, to say, hey, can I review these 20 names with you? Because they kind of sniff out where you're going with this and maybe they want to help you, maybe they don't. But so I want to ask you, how do I actually ask them for their help? What's the process? But don't answer because I want to tease the audience. And give them the answer after this brief commercial break. Don't go anywhere.
3: CRM was designed for managing relationships. Sales engagement is designed for starting them. Current stats indicate that sales reps only contact new leads about 50% of the time and make less than two attempts to contact them. And they're only about 35% productive. CRM is the wrong tool to engage sales prospects. VanillaSoft is an engagement platform. It allows you to rapidly turn marketing qualified leads into sales qualified leads. According to user reviews, VanillaSoft will increase your pipeline and productivity by three times or more by ensuring each new sales lead is engaged within seconds persistently and with the cadence that's optimal for your prospects. Don't let your sales leads fall into a black hole. Take your lead engagement and sales qualification out of your CRM. Try VanillaSoft for free at VanillaSoft.com.
1: Okay, so Bryn, I go back to you. The question as before we went for commercial break was, how do I actually have that conversation in a way that they'll be supportive of my efforts as opposed to going, I don't want to be pitching your wares.
2: So I think that's a fantastic question because it is so important that we keep our relationships with our clients intact and never put them in a position where they feel uncomfortable. A typical conversation I may have with them might be, hey, Mrs. Client, I'm so glad that we've been able to help you with X, Y, and Z, and we've gotten these results for you guys. I'm not sure if you're aware, but the way that we've typically grown our business has been from referrals from our happy clients. I'm wondering, I happen to notice you're connected to 20 people on LinkedIn, if you wouldn't mind just quickly reviewing them with me, less than a five minute call, um, so I can identify based on your knowledge of your connections, who it makes the most sense for me to reach out to. Now, at this point, they're not completely feeling like I'm going to ask for an introduction to all of them. I did mention referrals, but I'm saying quick call. And then by saying your insights will help me identify who I should reach out to takes the fear that I'm going to ask for an introduction to all of them away. Now, the conversation I have with them, 20 becomes 12 and I'll say, Mrs. Klein, thank you so much for your insights around these 12 people. Is there anyone on this list that you would feel comfortable actually making an introduction to now, if that conversation feels a little awkward, that question almost gives them that out. Like I'm not really comfortable making an introduction because, and we've also mentioned, is there any one or, you know, are there any people on this list? We're not asking for all 12, but let's say they say, okay, here, these two, I'd be very happy to introduce you to now we have 10 what do we do with them? Well, that's where name dropping permission to name drop becomes really valuable. So I'll say, you know, thank you so much for your willingness to introduce me to these two. I'm even happy to provide you a little introduction paragraph. So it makes it really simple. All you'll have to do is email us both and I can take it from there. These other 10 that you've recommended I reach out to, would it be okay if I mentioned that we had this conversation and you, you're my client and you thought that they might be a good fit for what we do? And they'll almost every single time say, oh sure. Now when we reach out to them, I'll say, Daryl, I was talking to Daniel the other day and your name came up in our conversation. Daniel's my client. And he thought, That might make sense for me to reach out, introduce myself, and have an opportunity for the two of us to just chat a little bit. Let's connect and we can set up a call. And the success rate has been about 50%. About half the people that our clients are saying, yes, reach out and use my name, are taking our call.
1: Wow. I mean, it's to the math, right? So you said 20 becomes 12, a success rate of 50%, so 12 becomes 6 just because you asked for a referral, you've got six new conversations you're going to have. Now think about this, folks. What do you do every day? You go to work, and part of what you're doing is you're dialing for dollars, you're sending emails out, you're sending social touches out. Your goal is to have a conversation. And if you can maybe have one or two conversations a day, it's a good day. And in Bryn's example, which is very realistic on the numbers, She just got you six more conversations like that. And that's with one, one happy customer. Imagine what you could do. I mean, the scale of that is brilliant. Could you hit your numbers? Could you close more deals? And I think the answer is kind of rhetorical. The question is rhetorical. The answer is obvious. Yes. Yes, you could. So then I guess I challenge you. Why are you not doing that now? There's one thing we haven't talked about here, Bryn, that I think is kind of an important thing. It's an obvious thing, but it's an important thing to address, which is for me to do referrals, we need to actually be, I mean, tell me if I'm wrong. Don't we need to be connected to our customers? Because most sales reps I know are busy connecting mm-hmm. the prospects, not necessarily mm-hmm. to customers. So talk to me a bit about that.
2: Connecting with your customers is really important. And one of the pushbacks I hear often is, well, I don't want to connect with my customers because I don't want my competition to know. That to me is so silly because first of all, you've got 500 plus connections. Your competitors are not going to know which ones are your clients or not. And by the way, a simple search and they can find those prospects' names anyway. And if you are so concerned that just a competitor knowing you're connected to a client is going to risk your relationship, we have a lot more to talk about than just LinkedIn. So that's really important. Number two, according to challenger sale, there's 6.8 decision makers on every enterprise sale. So that means there are probably, especially if you sell into enterprise, there are probably, you know, five, six, seven, eight people that you've engaged with during the sales process. And if you've done your job well and your company has rolled out a great solution, you now have five, six, seven, eight people to get referrals from. You want to make sure you're connecting with all of them. There's sort of a tangential reason to do that as well. LinkedIn tells us that there's a 20% turnover on average every year. That means that 20% of your prospects right now that you have today will not be here in a year. It's one out of five. When you're connected to them on LinkedIn, you can follow their career path. You know where they've gone. It's another opportunity to get in there. And if you just had business cards or information in your CRM and you didn't track them through LinkedIn, that email is bouncing and it's really hard to find them. So there's lots of reasons to connect with your clients, not just for referrals, but for staying in touch and connected and opening up new opportunities on a consistent basis.
1: Let's just make this really simple, folks. We all know sales is a numbers game. We know we do the activity and then we're going to have the, you know, the connections and we can turn marketing qualified leads or leads that you've sourced yourself and turn them into sales qualified leads and then it's opportunities and away we go. And it's all about activity. So now what Bryn just said, to be really clear in this, we got thrilled about the fact that this one person was able to introduce us to 20 people that got down to 12 of which will be six conversations, but she made a really powerful point. She said, but every sales cycle really probably has on average six people involved in the sales. So you should shouldn't just be talking to that one person you've talking to all six so boom so if i followed that math we set a 50% on one person, we got six conversations. Theoretically, six times six is 36 conversations. Now, clearly that is a really optimistic number, but you get the idea. Now, if 20% of those leave every single year and go elsewhere and you're in it for the long game, then that means you have 20% of your base that you're talking to next year who are elsewhere that you can circle back and say, hey, you know, good luck on the new gig, how's it going? By the way, chance for me? These are all warm opportunities because of the referral. I want to come back here, Bryn, because there is one aspect which is, I feel too many sales reps treat me as a transaction, and and they don't want to actually offer value. In other words, can you refer me? Well, I see what's in it for the sales rep, but what is the sales rep giving me? You know, what resources are they giving me? How do they continue to help? Me and I think it's a big part of what we talk about here in social selling is it is a two way street. Can maybe Mm -hmm. hit on that a little bit.
2: I absolutely think that question is foundational to a sales rep success. Period. I'm going to actually start with one of the most brilliant things I've ever read in sales, and it's so simple. Keenan from Gap Selling talks about the ask offer ratio, and I'm absolutely obsessed with this in every point in our sales cycle, we are asking for something, but we need to earn the right for them to respond to that ask. And really what it comes down to is the offer worth it, right? So from a high level of prospecting, we're asking for 15 minutes. I'll have sales reps say all the time, well, why won't they take my call? I'm offering so much value but they have put a value on their 15 minutes. And no matter what you think the value is, you're bringing their perception, your offer is not coming across as worth their time. So the same thing with referrals, right? We're asking for referrals. We need to have earned that right. And sometimes that's through relationships. Sometimes that's through value add. It's through creating a much greater experience throughout the sales process for them than they could have ever imagined it's about what differentiates you not just your product but you as core relationship between your prospect or now your client and your company and so the more you've earned that right, you're adding value add, you're taking a call on a weekend, you're responding to something, maybe a billing that's frustrating them, and you get in and you really help them through that. That gives you earning right, right? That gives you credibility that when you do come and ask for this, they feel indebted to you, even though they are the client, they really understand the value that you've brought to them and the five or 10 minutes to review names is nothing now, right? Because the ask offer ratio, what you've offered them was worth so much that you're certainly have banked at least a 15 minute call to review some names.
1: Let's recap. The power of the referral is something you're probably ignoring, we can fix that. To do that, you have to connect with all your customers and every single person in that sale. Typically six people, maybe more, maybe less, but you want to connect with them all. When you do that, you want to have a history of the ask-offer ratio. In other words, you want to offer a lot of resource to these people continuously through your personal shares on LinkedIn, maybe it's private messages, have check this out, here's a piece of cool content, what have you. So you're adding value so that when you finally do go to them, you're asked for that referral that they will invest five or ten minutes with you. But for you to make it worth their while you've got to go and actually map the titles and the filters necessary to connect the dots and say, these are the 20 people that you can probably help me out with. So that's the power of the referral. That's Bryn Tillman. She's with socialsaleslink.com. If you haven't followed her on LinkedIn yet, you're behind the times kids <laughs> go follow her on LinkedIn. She's really good at the whole LinkedIn and navigator thing. So even if your skills aren't what they should be a navigator, Follow her, she's going to offer a lot, you know what I'm saying? So, do that. Finally, this today was just you know, what a 20 25 minute share of what you're going to get if you go to Outbound and see her. Bryn, one piece of advice If someone's going to go to Outbound. What's one piece of advice? You know, my advice is wear comfortable shoes. What's your piece of advice?
2: I would say if you're going to outbound, go with a mission. Like where are your gaps? What are the things that you believe if you learn more, you can improve your top line sale and then map out who is meeting that, right? because there's there are people that are great at top of the funnel but have a hard time converting to a discovery call. Wherever your gap is, find out which speakers are, speaking to that gap. Just to let you know, my whole thing is the very top of the funnel. How do I get more first phone calls, more first conversations? That's what we're handling. There are sales experts from all over the globe that are sharing great insights throughout the entire sales process. So make sure you're catching what you really need.
1: So Bryn referenced Keenan who talks about gap selling, but her advice for you today is that you should go to outbound and with the task of gap learning. So there we go. That wraps up another week. Thank you Bryn so much. My name is Daryl Prale, and this ladies and gentlemen is Inside, Inside Sales. <laughs>
0: You've been listening once again to another episode of Inside Inside Sales, hosted by Daryl Prale, the CMO of VanillaSoft. Tune in every other week for actionable ideas to increase your sales productivity. One of the many shows on the ever-growing Funnel Radio channel, sponsored by VanillaSoft.